When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Congratulations, Pitt Panthers being Louisville over the weekend, man. You know what? Don't y'all, don't y'all dare. Louis, don't you do it. Don't you do it, Louis. You know what's wild, man? Like, I didn't even think about that. But, Freddie, thank you, bro. You're welcome. Thank you. We're here for hey, you. Harry. Yeah, Harry. What's yeah, up, bro? sit with that, Harry. Sit with that hell, Harry. Sit with it. Sit with it. <laughs> Trail by three, they have a second and ten at the pit 20. Gets the snap, throws that pass, intercepted at the 15 with that football running down the field. MJ Devonshire, he is going, he is going, and MJ, the Aliquippa kid, is gone. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the best show on your radio. By the way, big thanks to Bill Hillgrove from the Pit Panther Radio Network here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Uh, doesn't the song say, let the good times roll? We did. The bad times gone. For the Pitt Panthers fans, we did it for them. Well, the bad times are gone. Can we move on now, please? Well, it is Wednesday, so we're you know on the we're going to the other side of the Great Divide to get okay, closer we to trying, the weekend. We're trying to get there. Yeah, so we, we're going to get there. We're going to be dragging you with us, you know, as long I'm as that wounded, goes. And y'all keep throwing salt in the wound. He is wounded. B- Biggie rapped about that. Biggie Smalls rapped about throwing salt in the wound. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, sometimes we have those weekends. And it's you like had one of those weekends, man. yeah. I, it, yeah I, but the, unfortunately for me, I had it not one, two, but three times. Tree, I, I, yeah, the tree, not yet, tree not, times. Yeah, T R E E, not T H R E E. As far as that goes, you get a chance to whatever tree you want to have to bring to your safe space. You can do that. Ten minutes away at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. It can be anything you need to get off your chest. Sports related. Life related, relationship related, we let you get a chance to do that, and we don't pass any judgment, at least not on the surface. 888-729-3776. Your call's happening in about 10 minutes here on Freddie and Harry. By the way, don't forget, we take until 730 Eastern time. That's when ALCS, meaning American League Championship Series, Game 3 happens. Can the Houston Nationals find a way to get one win in the series? Text up two games to nothing in that series. Game 3 after we're done at 7.30 Eastern time. So you get a little extra, extra Freddie and Harry until that time for Game 3 between the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. And now, Harry, you can get your revenge. We have tortured you enough about the rough weekend that you had. We had Lewis Riddick on, Pittsburgh Panthers graduate, his team, Put the fool on you and your team, Louisville Cardinals on Saturday, 30-21. to 21. So now you get a chance. I have a feeling you're going to get some revenge, some Harry Douglas frontier justice. We've had quarterbacks play extremely well this year. We've seen it from Tua Tungabailoa, what he's done to Miami Dolphins. Patrick Holmes starting to get that going with the Kansas City Chiefs. And by the way, they bring back McCole Hardman. They get him back from the New York Jets in a trade that happened today. So you know that Andy Reid is going to torch everybody else getting that guy back. But on the other side of that, who has disappointed you the most at quarterback in the NFL this year? Yeah, this is easy for me, and I'm going to go right here in the state that I'm actually in currently at the moment. I'm going to go New York, but it's not the Jets. It's the New York Giants and their quarterback, Daniel 
What? Got that contract this offseason, making $40 million a year, not to be Danny Dimes, but to be the Big Apple turnover. Right now, currently has two touchdown passes to six interceptions, not playing because he's hurt. He hasn't been what the Giants in that organization expected him to be. And I understand there are other pieces on their offense that isn't intact, but when you're making $40 million a year, I need you to make more plays because there's a guy named Saquon Barkley who didn't get paid, didn't get his money, but you got your money. So they told me that Daniel Jones is going to take the next step. That also told me that Daniel Jones is going to be the guy of the future. Not so fast, my friend. Shout out to Lee Corso. Work with him every weekend on college game day. Not so fast, my friends. The New York Giants might be in a situation next year where they can draft their quarterback of the future because the Big Apple turnover, yes, I said it, Daniel Jones is not has not lived up to the expectations so far this season. One of the things about when you said about Daniel Jones, because you're 100% right, that's a lot of money Whew. to throw at the feet of Daniel Jones when he finally looked above average or close to above average. I know the quarterback market is going to be there, but we've seen exactly – what Saquon Barkley means to New York Giants. Because with him, that offense looked a lot better with a backup quarterback than it did without him with your starting quarterback. I'm not going to say that there's return on investment issues with the Giants. But I wonder, Devin Kane, hey. you're one of our guys behind the scenes as a Giants <laughs> fan. I wonder if you're the Giants organization thinking, man, whew, I know it's a two-year deal, but that's a lot of money to kick out and not get any return on investment that they have not gotten so far from Daniel Jones. I will say I have, for the most part, I've been I've been disappointed mm-hmm. in Daniel Jones. But I will say, when you say their offense was looked much better, they scored nine points. I know, but I'm talking about the so it's flow. all it's relative. Well, but, but, but yeah, here's, I'm the flow and the rhythm Saquon of the offense. Saquon Barkley had 24 carries for 93 yards. Therefore, like things look a little better. Yeah, because that's Saquon what I'm is that. now yeah. there. Yeah, your points valid in terms of points, but not for nothing. That's on the coaching staff not getting points at the end of the first agreed, half. Agreed. Agreed. I will also say and. I think everyone agrees that the Giants have the worst offensive line in football. That, I mean, that that is a huge contributing factor to him not being – he doesn't have time to throw the ball. I mean, we got to be honest a little bit with that. Well, you know what? They need to draft someone who can improvise, Okay, who can, so, who can so make it right. I was going to ask you this, Harry. Given what you've seen from the Giants' offensive line, what, how many quarterbacks in the NFL do you think could, could be successful – under that, under that pressure well, that he's been getting. Here's the thing. It's, it's hard for you to ask me that question when I've seen Joe Burrow get sacked nine times in a playoff game and still figure it out. Okay, so Joe Burrow's okay. one. That's one. Patrick Mahomes probably. Patrick Mahomes by the way, yeah, Mahomes, he's magic no matter what. But to your point, Devin, when you have that kind of lack of protection, it's going to affect your quarterback who can be skittish in the pocket anyway. Yep. That's why they designed so many different plays to get him outside of the pocket where he can be at his best, having that clean pocket, using his legs, that if they take something away, he can run it. They bring it up. He showed he had enough arm strength to complete those kind of passes last year. I want to see more of that with Daniel Jones that I have not really seen that because you got offensive line problems. You don't want to make your quarterback a stationary target. The Jets have figured that out the last two and a half games. Get Zach Wilson, not just him being a pocket pantser. Do the little bootlegs. Do the little waggles. Get him outside that if it's not there, run it. If it is there, make the easy throw. I don't think they've helped Daniel Jones to be a better quarterback by at times some of the play calling or the play designs that have not been conducive to the strengths that he brings to the table for the New York Giants. And, and I also think the thing that most concerns me, it's not the numbers because I think a lot of that, like I just said, it's what uh, Devin Witherspoon said after they played the Seahawks. 
We, all you have to do is, is whatever he's looking, he's most likely he's going to his first read. Year six, you probably that's, that needs to evolve, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I don't think it has. Yeah, and, well, see, that's, that's why I have him up. as the most disappointed. That's okay. why I had to put him there, yeah. uh, DK. Yeah. I, I just had to. Yeah. You too, Shannon. I know you got your earphones on right now. Um, <laughs> that's why I had to put Daniel Jones, who plays for the Giants, on this I list. I don't condone the bashing of Easy Daniel to, Jones easy, and the New York Giants. Easy there, Micah Penn. Easy there, Micah Penn. Relax there, Shannon Parsons. Easy there. <laughs> From my standpoint, I think it's Russell Wilson, mainly because I didn't think he would look this washed. Sean Payton being there, Sean Payton not being there. I did not expect to see something like this. And I'm not talking about his game. I'm talking about his his head in terms of his brain. He's so robotic that he is afraid to make any kind of throw because he got that big bad wolf down his throat when it comes to Sean Payton, his head coach. Don't think for one second that the Denver Broncos are not going to draft a quarterback next year. They may try to get one in free agency, and who's to say that's going to be the right kind of guy? that can be there for Sean Payton. Sean Payton is really going to just complete go scorched earth and just start over, bringing somebody that can have him like Clay, that he can mold him. Whatever bad habits he happens in college, he's not going to bring that to the NFL. Russell Wilson is so much of a formulaic quarterback based on what he's done in the past that Sean Payton even knows he probably can't fix him. He can't make him the kind of quarterback that he's going to need to make this successful, and it has not been a success so far in the first year for the Denver Broncos. And it's crazy because when you look at the teams in the NFL right now that's at the bottom of the total pole, and i gotta, I got to bring this up, man. Okay. All these teams are – when you look at the Carolina Panthers, they're not drafting a quarterback. Nope. When you look at the Denver Broncos, the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals, the mm-hmm. New England Patriots, the mm-hmm. New York Giants, mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears, they're mm-hmm. up in the air. Yep. When you look at the Tennessee Titans, they, the last few drafts, yep. have, you know – spent draft capital on quarterbacks, if they're in a prime position, do they go that route again yeah, uh, yeah. and try to trade some of those other young guys that they do have? That's a good point. And also the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins not going to play forever. Yeah. Exactly. He's not going to keep getting guaranteed contracts forever. Yeah. He's going to keep trying, but he's not going to get that. Monty hit us on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at HDougs83. He believes that Jalen Hurts has been the biggest disappointment, but in the whole NFL, he says it has to be Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns. Well, Deshaun Watson definitely is in that category because when we seen him last, it's not like he's, you know, looked the best. And I want to go back to something, Freddie, that I said this offseason that a lot of people gave me heat for. Okay. And I said that Deshaun Watson is 70, 75% of the quarterback that he was in 2020. Right. That the Cleveland Browns will be sitting in a nice spot. Absolutely. He hasn't been that, in my opinion. Yes, not. And the Cleveland Browns, I still feel like, are sitting in a nice spot. Yeah, but that defense, that running game, and you mentioned it two days ago, the job that Kevin Stefanski has done yep. with this team, really having a haphazard, pitch-and-patch kind of offense with not having a quarterback here, losing Nick Chubb, your best offensive player. They've had some offensive line issues, and yet you look at that team, that defense has said, put it on us until you guys get right. We'll be the get right for you before we get everything the way that we can to be that kind of team that could be a pain in the you-know-what and maybe get into the playoffs. Harry Douglas, that is him. Freddie Coleman, that's me together. And Freddie and Harry, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN Radio. Enough talking from us. It's time to hear from you with no judgment involved. This is your safe space. Your sports therapy. Your chance to get it off your chest. Safe Space with Freddie and Harry. No 
judgment. That's not what we do. It could be anything you need to get off your chest. It could be sports-related, relationship-related, life-related, whatever related. We want to hear from you because the safe space is all for you. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Deanna in Virginia, the safe space is yours. Hey, good afternoon, guys. First time caller, long time listener. Thank you. So I just wanted to talk and sorry, um, but I'm a Washington Redskins Commanders fan. And so I I didn't want to rub it in your face. I know we won this past weekend, but they've just been so inconsistent, losing to the Bears and everything. I just want to know what you guys feel like they might do for the rest of the season. Well, I will say this. Um, that Thursday night game against the Chicago Bears, that was a major, major disappointment mm-hmm. for the Washington Commanders. But then you you date back to the game they played against the Philadelphia Eagles when they had an opportunity to win that football game, and they didn't. And then you see them against the Atlanta Falcons. So they have been sporadic up and right. down all over the place. They have a game against the New York Giants, and then they have another matchup coming up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting them to actually beat the Giants, as everyone should expect when you play the New York Giants. Sorry, guys, I'm just telling the truth. That's right. what I do. Yeah. But that game against the Philadelphia Eagles, knowing what you were able to do in that ball game the first time around, if you're the head coach, if you're Sam Howell, if you're anyone else on that football team, you have to feel good about yourself and say, you know what, we have an opportunity at home to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And if they can get a win there, mm. the next team after that is the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. So we might have a sense of where the commanders will be at in the thick of things in, I would say, in about three weeks. They cannot go into the same game against the New York Giants, the same mentality they had against Chicago Bears. No. that's what got them beat. Yep. They didn't think in a million years the Bears were going to beat them, and the Bears put it on them early and kept them away late. They got to have a better attitude going into that game against a and team that they're critical. supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's critical, Freddie. If oh, they don't no lose doubt. that game, they're four and two they're right now. They're four and two, and all of a sudden they're feeling a lot better about yes. themselves. And on the same level, the Dallas Cowboys on the game behind the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. Dwight in Dallas, the safe space is yours, my friend. All right, man. So I use. So thank y'all for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Hey, Freddie and Harry, I really like y'all. Appreciate Great you. show. Thank you. So I'm gonna take it a little different in sports. I work for Marriott, man, and I'm having a beef with people who want to check in early, but then the same people are upset about not being able to check out late. Do people understand that there are housekeepers that have to clean the rooms? Or, like, you can't check in at 8 o'clock in the morning, and then you want a 4 p.m. checkout, especially if I'm sold out, man. Like, I mean, come on. So, I swear so, he was talking about you. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I swear he was talking I would about be you. Honest, I'm trying to figure out what my status on, on, on my Marriott bomb. So I'm platinum elite. Okay. So oh, they, wow. they they allow me to check in early, though. Okay. And I'm able to check out whenever, uh-huh. you know, late, whenever I want to check out. Membership has its privileges. Yeah, and plus I also Harry have a close friend who's over Marriott's of Asia. So, you know, I have, a little, I have a little leeway. Jeez. Have a little leeway here and there. But I understand what he's saying because a lot of times when I'm checking in, I hear people, well, why can't I check in right now? Uh-huh. And they have no status whatsoever right. uh, within the Marriott uh-huh. uh, Bomboy system. Yeah. And they want to check in at 9, 10 in the morning time. It don't work like that. You got to build up your status. Right, here's what you got to do. As someone who worked in hospitality for over 10 years, what you got to do is you got to call the night before and check on their occupancy for the next day. Or check on their occupancy okay. that day so that you know if they're close to sold out, it's going to be a little late. 
later for that early exactly. check-in the next yep. day. It, it, but if they're not sold out, there's a good possibility they can get you in. Right, no doubt about it. But then again, not everybody can be Mr. Monkey Muck like Harry Douglas here. Hello, Platinum Elite. Oh, I, Platinum Elite. I, exactly. I, need to, I got one more tier I believe I need to get to. I guarantee you, you know Harry's probably hearing that, knowing that he's a Monkey Muck in that room, and people creating that disturbance. He's going, what are they doing here? <laughs> Messing with my sleep. Uh, I need my rest. What are no, they doing No, you cannot here? check in because that room belongs to me. Who told Blanche that she can have that room here? <laughs> yeah, the next tier, do you get to own the hotel? Easily. Hey, I mean, I hope Stock so. options. Ain't that what know. Kodak say? I hope so. Yeah, the finest tables, <laughs> the finest <laughs> rooms, all the meats and cheeses that he can have. No, I didn't say this. The last two times uh, college game day, though, we stayed at Marriott Hotels. Actually, won this weekend, too. Okay. Um, I've been upgraded to suite rooms. You are mucky We're in muck. Dallas, Texas. I got upgraded yeah. to a suite. You are. We were in um, Seattle last week at the W. Uh-huh. I got upgraded to a suite. Mucky muck. <laughs> Mucky, Man, muck God is good. I'm living right. Yeah, you're living right. You're, you're, you're like Mr. Get Right. Meanwhile, the other guy, how does he get privileges? And Harry's like, what are they doing here? <laughs> Karen in Portland, the safe space is yours. What do you got to say on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio? Thank you for having me on. Sure. I have uh, to t- let you guys know. When a woman's pregnant, her husband goes through the same thing. So, Russell Wilson, you can't blame everything on him. He's pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Karen. Oh, man. That's the good Karen, too. You know, there's some bad Karens out there right now in the world. That's the good Karen right there. Yes, yes it is. That's the good Karen. Karen, you are right, though. When my wife was pregnant with my, I think it was, was it my son? Okay. I had to sit. I was sleeping. She yeah. was like, "Why are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. I'm pregnant." I was like, exactly. "You know what, baby? I think I got the pregitis too." The pregitis. The pregitis. Good lord, <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> the pregitis. She was like, "Why are you so moody?" <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. I got the pregitis. <laughs> if you start walking around with a pillow underneath your shirt, man, she'd have divorced you behind in a second. Oh, she would have left me in a heartbeat. Oh my goodness, man. you'd have come home to an empty. You'd have been like Will Smith at the end of the Fresh Prince, like looking around and nobody there. That would have been you if you pulled that kind of stunt against Mrs. Douglas. Tori in Florida, what you got for the safe space? Man, thank God you guys are doing this because my therapist doesn't want to hear it. But 2015, the last year I was happy as a Panthers fan. Since then, we've had that fat kid from up, Matt Rule, as our head coach. <laughs> last year, we got Miles Sanders this and Adam Thielen that and Bryce Young's our savior. And man, where are we now? Watching C.J. Stroud be the golden goose, bottom of the NFL. I can't do it, man. I just want to be happy. No, no, no. Now, listen, I have to say this to you. Now, we said no judgment. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give him some advice. Okay. Bryce Young is going to be okay. Bryce Young, I thought, had a uh, his best game this season uh, last week against the Miami Dolphins. So mm-hmm. Bryce Young is going to be okay. You yeah. just got to surround him with more pieces. Absolutely. So I understand your frustration right now. I understand you might be down, but trust me. Bryce Young is a guy that could play the quarterback position at a high level. I'll say this about Bryce Young. He could be going through the same thing that Trevor Lawrence went through his first year. The difference is Bryce Young did not have a complete you-know-what as his head coach, yep. a bad dude when it comes to Urban Meyer. And I'll never give him that happen. I said, Trevor Lawrence can survive that. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be okay. They've been more than okay in the year and a half plus since all that went down. If this is going to be the worst thing that Bryce Young goes through, they're going to be better days ahead because he's got the mentality and the makeup, and you put pieces around him, to your point, Harry. 
I think it's going to be just fine, which means that his therapist won't have to worry about hearing him complain <laughs> about the Panthers. Also, you need to fire that therapist because she's supposed to, her job is to listen. To help you. Exactly. You, you, you pay her to listen to whatever Thank you got you. to say. Stealing, what do you mean? I don't have time to listen to you today. Aren't you a therapist? She, yeah, she, but I'm good. She owe you a damn refund. Exactly. Come on now. What's wrong with people? I know people don't want to work in this day and age, but that's just taking that <laughs> way too far. Alex in Washington, what you got for the safe space, my friend? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I just want to say you guys are great. I love listening to you guys every day when I'm at work. Thank you so but much. But I just want to talk about my Seattle Seahawks. Man, that game this, this Sunday was rough. Gino needs to get rid of the ball. What We had two opportunities to score, and he couldn't throw the ball. Man, it, it just it really sucked to watch. And also, I, I'm concerned sometimes about DK Metcalf. Like, his early personal foul in the beginning of the game, being frustrated, like, man, you're supposed to be our go-to guy, our leader of the receivers. You can't be acting that way. I just, I sometimes worry about him. And also, I just want to see what you guys' thoughts were about, uh, are we using JSN enough? Like, he is, was the top receiver in his draft. The talent is there. Like, I, I, he just, I feel like he could do more. I just don't know what's going on. And, uh, again, I just appreciate you guys and love listening to the show. I think for DK Metcalf, um, I see some of the same things. And, mm-hmm. DK Metcalf is one of my favorite receivers because he doesn't take plays off. And it's he really does. Ironic, I'm about to say that because the second interception by Geno Smith he quit on is the because route. he quit on the route. Mm-hmm. I was watching that right? too. And, and so I don't put that on Geno, but they're also like the mental part of the game, like not letting people get in your head and Absolutely. letting your emotions get the best of you and it costing your team. I think that's the next step for DK Metcalf. And if he can figure that out, I think he's going to be good in, in selling in a whirlwind. And for Jackson Smith and Jigba, it's going to come, yeah. right? you got to remember, he's a rookie, and you do have Tyler Lockett, you have DK, you have running backs, so you mm-hmm. he can't get the ball all the time. Right. you, you got other horses that you need to feed as well in the stable. You mentioned DK Metcalf. I love what you said about don't let people get in your head because any D-back that goes up against him, they know they're not an athletic freak like he is. So how do you level the playing field? How do you take down Goliath? You hit him in the rock with a head. Hit him in the head with a rock, excuse me. That's how you do that. And he's that Goliath. The best way to try to get him is to bring him down to your level. And if you're DK Metcalf, you have way too much talent to allow people like that to take that rock upside your head and bring you down to their level. It didn't end well for Goliath in the Bible. It's not going to end well for you, DK Metcalf, (laughs) if you allow those things to happen. Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. They have insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. So if you need protection on the road and on the water, you can say how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Now, we're going to update our preseason prognostications. We can tell you this with certainty. Plenty of them have gone horribly wrong as we get ready for Week 7. That comes from Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. 
It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about some tune in. Always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. That's my favorite cut by him. The first time I heard that, I was like, yo, what are you going through to put that joint together? But that's the best music, though. Like when you we're mm-hmm. going through things, and you can just put it in music. You can, mm-hmm. you know, exalt everything, man, into what you love to do. DMX, an icon, one of a kind. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Because I'm slipping, falling. I can't, I can't get, get up. up. Yo, I'm slipping, falling. I can't not get up. up. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're trying not to slip and fall anymore. It comes out superlatives. We before the season got started. We had an awards ceremony. We didn't have cake. We didn't have ice cream. We just had Freddie and Harry, had Shannon Penn, Devin Kane, Mark Morales. We put our stuff together, and we had what we call the NFL superlatives. I think we need Shannon Penn maybe to host this whole thing if he feels like it. I know he's been hurt by his New York Giants team, not living expectations, but I give him credit, Harry. He's been able to soldier on, continue the show. He's been in a fetal position at times crying for his team. He's been able to carry on. So, Shannon, let us know about the NFL superlatives, mm-hmm. what we had in the beginning, and we'll change things up if we need to going yeah. forward the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Seeing as though we're a third of the way through the NFL season, yeah. after just wrapped up week six. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look back at our selections for some of these categories before the season and now, and if you have any updates or if you want to change any of your selections. All right. Good enough for you? Sounds Perfect. good to me. All right, cool. The Perfect. first category is going to be MVP. Harry, back in the preseason, you had Lamar Jackson. Who do you have for your MVP right now a third of the way through the NFL season? I'm going Tyreek Hill. Okay. I'm going Tyreek Hill, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, a guy that has 814 yards right now and six touchdowns. Y'all do realize that we're not even halfway through the season and he's about to have 1,000 yards receiving. I do believe, and I'm going to go ahead and put this on record right now, I think he's going to be the first wide receiver in the National Football League to have 2,000 yards. I'm with you. I had Jalen Hurts, not Justin Herbert's my wild card. Eh, sorry about that. <laughs> they have not been able to step up. But I'm with you about Tyreek Hill. The closest we've seen to wide receiver winning the MVP was when Jerry Rice had a chance to do that in the late 1980s. He wanted to finish second in that vote, although the Pro Football Rides Association, they selected him as his MVP, but the AP did not. And that's the one that they go by when it comes to MVPs in the National Football League. But you know what he's going to do. He tells you what he's going to do. He knows that you know. And you still can't stop him, especially in that offense. I can't wait to see exactly how the Eagles try to attack him instead of having that the other way around. But I'm with you. He would. I think he's going to want to win the MVP. 
when it's all said and done. All right, so just to make sure, uh, MVP Harry had Tyreek Hill. Freddie also had Tyreek Hill. Yes. And I noticed, Freddie, in the preseason, you had a wild card mm-hmm. in Justin Herbert. So, so yeah, at, yeah. after week six, do you have huh? a wild card for the MVP now as well? <laughs> I, 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 thought I, mean, I know you're a fan of two teams, Justin. so do you want to give some suggestions for your wild card? <laughs> oh, you're so funny, Shannon Penn. You're so funny. Uh, I'll give you a potential wild card. I tell you what, CJ Stroud keeps playing like this. He could be a potential wild card, but I'm not going to go there yet. He's been terrific for the Houston Texans. I'll give you this play as a wild card. Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. He keeps leading that defense, being the best player in the field no matter who they played. No matter where they line him up at, he's made an impact and he's made everybody else better. That's a potential wild card for me, Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. All right, this next category, uh, looking at your previous MVP picks, should be a no-brainer, but I'll ask anyway. Offensive player of the year, Freddie, in the preseason, you had who? Tyreek Hill. And who do you have now? <laughs> Tyreek Hill. <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm, 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 for this, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Talk about a guy who right now. right now leads the National Football League in rushing, also has 177 yards and two touchdowns receiving. Right we know the dynamics that he brings to the game and the mismatches that he creates when it comes to opposing teams' defense uh, defenses. So I like, I like Christian McCaffrey in this spot right here. Okay. Like All right, that. the next category, Defensive Player of the oh, Year. easy for me. Easy. Back in the preseason, Harry, you had who? T.J. Watt. All right, six, six weeks into the NFL season, who's your defensive player right now? T.J. Watt <laughs> with eight sacks, baby, tied for, for, for the most with Daniel Hunter uh-huh. uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. But T.J. Watt, he's dominant. Yeah. Think about this. The Pittsburgh Steelers have won two games. Mm-hmm. Because of right. their defense, yep. and T.J. Watt is a major part in that because he's sacking the quarterback, picking up forced fumbles when it's his buddy across the way that are getting the sack. So T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt. Yeah, I have Roquan Smith, who's been really good at linebacker. He has for the Baltimore Ravens, but unless you're getting 20 tackles a game, middle linebackers aren't winning that award. But I thought the way they could deploy him would be instrumental. I'm with you about T.J. Watt. He'd be my defensive player of the year right now. I'm a big fan of Miles Garrett. I've always been able to do, but you love when you have game changers, and T.J. Watt has been that game changer. Winning two games, you're right. Helping to do that for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, he would be my defensive player of the year. It's our preseason NFL superlatives that we have a chance to update right now. And Freddie and Harry, you got my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell you, it's not speaker to play ESPN Radio. Once again, here's Shannon Penn. All right, the next category, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Freddie, back in the preseason, you had who? I had Anthony Richardson. And he was doing pretty well. He was. But now he's out for the season. He's going to have soldier surgery to try to repair that AC joint that took a beating when he got hit the last time. So uh, there's no question it's C.J. Stroud right now. Uh, That's not even up for any kind of debate. What he's been able to do, not just by the way he's played, but the Houston Texans, they have the same amount of wins after six weeks that they had at the 17 last year when they were 3-14. and C.J. C.J. Stroud, Rumble, young man, rumble with the Houston Texans. Yeah, I'm going C.J. Stroud as well. You're talking about a guy that not just with his play on the football field, but you talk about the leadership quality and being able to embrace the city of Houston, not just the city of Houston, but also his teammates. This is a guy that hosts uh, events at his house every week with his teammates so those guys can have that bond and be even that much closer on the football field. That says a lot. To be able to... Be trusted by your teammates at such a young age and being a rookie in the National Football League is huge and it's big for me. 
I was a part of something like that when Matt Ryan, we came in the same year, mm-hmm. and the way our team trusted him, those veterans, is, is I'm seeing the same thing with the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud. He, he's a diamond, man. He's a, and I won't say a diamond in the rough, but he's a diamond because he was that guy at Ohio State, and he's that dude right now in the National Football League as well, 3-3. Three and three. No one picked the Texans to be 3-3 three and three right now at this point in the season. All right, and the last, uh, the last superlative here, Super Bowl picks, of course. Uh-huh. All right, Freddie, yeah. back in the preseason. You, mm-hmm. By the way, I got a little stumble there because Doug Brown was coming in. What did Doug Brown want? I he saw just wanted to let us know he's about to do the Sports Center update. But I was like, hey, Doug, I'm about to be on the air, man. Yo, you hear how flustered he got? You hear how flustered he got? He's like, hey, what's the line? Get that banana. Let me there. What are you doing? Downtown Doug, Doug Brown. <laughs> Downtown Doug Brown's being conscientious. What are we doing? And he's wanting to make sure to make sure T's are crossed and I's are dotted. But yet, poor Shannon Penn. It's not that it's not that the first time you ever met Doug Brown. It's not like he's some stranger off the street, some yeah. roughneck, some ruffian, some thief, some guy that just wanted to wa- do a sports update. I want to know Downtown Doug it. Brown. You, you should have seen his face when Doug walked in. He was like, I, I, I'm, I'm about to go on there. I'm about to go on there. Jeez. Doug Doug's like, I don't care. Make, exactly. He wanted to make sure things were going to be covered, and that's the thanks yeah. we shower him with. I, really was like, I was like, Doug, I'm not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Can't say like that. You got to have more, well, more basic books. Hey, man. Are you? Hey, man. I can fall for the foot, banana in my tailpipe. A foot, a foot, a foot, a beat him on riding on the banana seat on the bike. That's you? But that's not you won't you? fall for the banana in the tailpipe, but you will ride a banana seat. Hey, yo. So the wheels fall off. All right, here we go. Last, here we go. Super Bowl picks, ready. Back in the preseason, what two teams did you have in the Super Bowl, and what two teams do you have now? At Eagles and Chiefs, and I'm not backing off of that. I'm not going to back off of that. I know what the Miami Dolphins have been able to do. San Francisco 49ers right now, the best team in football, still in my opinion, despite losing to Cleveland Browns. That's more in the field goal kicker than anybody else. But I still believe when it's all said and done, we're getting a Super Bowl rematch. So I'm going to stick by my picks of the Eagles and the Chiefs to do it once again in February. I am not switching on my picks. I have the San Francisco 49ers coming out of the NFC, and I also have the Cincinnati Bengals coming out of the AFC. For them, I don't care where they're seated. They could be the last seed. In the AFC. As long as they get in, they got a chance to win. You get in the dance, you got a chance, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no doubt about that. It's, it's going to be interesting where you know there's always a couple of teams that rise up that you don't see coming and how much of an impact they can have on that race. If you're in the AFC, you better find a way to make sure Kansas City plays on the road because if you don't, it's going to be very hard to go into Arrowhead in January and beat that team. Two teams have done it. One game, Kansas City blew the lead, and the other game, a bad penalty and also a bad call by the referee. It is really, really hard to be that team in January in Arrowhead when it comes to the Kansas City. Can I just interested, how, Freddie, I gotta say how much I love y'all. I love y'all, man. Yeah. Okay. What's the ulterior motive? No, no, no. I love y'all. Like <laughs> y'all, y'all make me laugh. Y'all bring laughs to me. Every we make you day. laugh. Yes. I love <laughs> y'all. Really? Man. Every last one of you. I love y'all. Were you gonna say, Shannon? No, I was gonna say, Freddie. I found it interesting. That you're not picking the 49ers here. As much love if, mm-hmm. as everyone has given the 49ers so far this season, yeah. you're sticking with your Eagles pick. I find I, that dang, interesting. Dang, dang. Look how he's trying you. He's not trying me. It's yeah, okay. He is. He, yeah, he's he, challenging he, you. He's bringing that to the table. I don't mind the challenge, but when the Eagles and the 49ers, are they meet in the playoffs, if that game's in Philadelphia, the Eagles are going to win. If that game's in San Francisco, we'll see. I'm not going to back off that pick because the Eagles may be struggling now. We should all struggle at our jobs, and you've only had one slip-up. And that was because your quarterback didn't play his best and you still had a chance to win that game when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles. I'll take my chance. You know who it team. won't be? It won't be the damn Giants. 
that the way the Dallas Cowboys are playing may not be them either, despite the defenseman Micah Parsons had to say. And now he's involved in a whole Twitter war back and forth with Kimberly Martin and Marcus Spears when it comes to what they said about the Dallas Cowboys on Get Up. Check that out. And by the way, this public service message courtesy of Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Yeah, James Harden's not in Philadelphia. He doesn't want to be in Philadelphia. What are the 76 going to do about him in Philadelphia? This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker yours to play ESPN radio. We get a little extra Freddie and Harry tonight, 730 Eastern time. That's when we go off the air to get you ready for ALCS game three involving the Houston Astros on the quote unquote road against the Texas Rangers in 15 minutes. And FOS friend of the show will stop by to get you ready for that game three. A pivotal one for the Astros down two nothing in that series. Game three tonight on ESPN radio of the ALCS. CS. Speaking of Texas, that's what James Harden is. No, he hasn't been traded to the Dallas Mavericks or the San Antonio Spurs or back to the Houston Rockets. That's where he is. He's in Houston. He's not with the Philadelphia 76ers. Six days away before the NBA regular season gets started, and he's still waiting for a trade. He still wants one, even though he picked up his $35.6 million player option for this upcoming season. He's only been at one. Not two, not three, not four. One practice with the Houston Rock, with the Miami Heat. I'm getting all confused now. With the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> and he's been on so many different teams where he wants to go to different places. And he also said he could make his preseason debut at home, Harry, on Friday, which would be the final preseason game against the Atlanta Hawks. Nick Nurse, 76ers head coach. Um, you know, if he's here, we go. And if he's not here, we go, right? We got work to do. There's a few days before we play again. Good effort by the guys. Good focus, good spirit. It's my answer, man. He's here, we go. He's not here, we go. Here's the thing. So, w- would Nick Nurse love for James Harden to be there? Yes. But if he's not going to be there, Nick Nurse is not going to sit there crying over spoiled, uh, spilled milk mm-hmm. and not having the rest of the guys ready to go play basketball. You can't sit there dwelling on a player that's acting the way that James Harden is acting right now. Right. If you're Nick Nurse, the head coach of a basketball team. And I can't help but think about the Miami Heat, who I can sit up here and say doesn't have a better roster, in my opinion, than the Philadelphia 76ers. You're not lying. But because of their culture and because of um, Eric Spostra and Jimmy Butler being that dog and having that mentality, they, they've been able to make an NBA, the NBA Finals twice in, what, the last five years, I can say? Mm-hmm. Probably less yeah, than that. When was, the when was the bubble? Uh, the, the bubble was 2020, yeah. yeah so so last, you're right, twice, three, last five three years. Three or four years, yeah. three or four years, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I look at the Philadelphia 76ers, and I'm like, okay, if you're not going to have James Harden, if everyone else is just bought in, right, and you get those negative spirits uh, away from you, and I can't just sit here and say they're going to just cut him and release him and let him go because they would owe him that 30-plus million dollars and they got to pay him. That's, that's the way the game works when it comes to NBA contracts. It's guaranteed. But if you want to – Stay away, yeah. And you want to collect these fines? Okay, stay away and collect these fines. Mm-hmm. Pay that, but pay that. Oh bill. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to come back because you don't want to be fined, and then you want to be a distraction, then I'm gonna hit you for conduct conduct detrimental to the team. Yeah, no doubt about that. But, but yeah. I'm not gonna give you your way right now because of the way you're acting and what you want. Yeah. Why should they? Especially if I'm Daryl Morey, the general manager, when I stuck out my neck and my behind for you twice, first with Houston and now with Philadelphia, and this is how you do me. If I'm down one, like, look, I'm not trading you until <laughs> period when I decide to. And, and Freddie, I, I, and let me say this. I, I'm a big fan of 
not holding someone hostage when they don't want to be somewhere. Sure. Yeah. But when you look at Dale Morey and how long him and James Harden have been together, and then you look at James Harden and him coming up short the last two years yeah. in the NBA playoffs when they needed him the most, I'm not just I'm just not going to allow you to act the way you think you want to act so you can get up out of here and I'm just going to do it. Right. No. That's what I've James Harden is hoping. I've been too good to you throughout your career. Right. That's what James Harden is hoping, that if he creates enough of being a pain in you-know-what and he throws a two-year temper tantrum, it's, he's hoping the Philadelphia 76ers will say, all right, fine, we'll move on for you. If anything, you know how you treat two-year-olds? You let them just go on the floor and go, ah! and yeah. just let them do it. Until they cry themselves out, and then when they wake up, are you ready to ready to act right now? You ready to stop being a fool right now? If you're ready to stop doing that, then we can have a discussion. The Philadelphia 76ers, in my opinion, are doing the right thing. James Harden wants what he wants. I'm like, all right, we'll, we'll wait and see. We're going to do it on our terms. We're not going to do it at your leisure. You can scream and moan and groan and stay in Houston and do whatever you like. But when we decide is when we're going to decide because we have stuck our neck out for you and this is how you're going to do us when it's all said and done because you don't like the general manager anymore? Brother, please. Uh, well, he no forced his way out of two want. places now, right? Houston? Three, really. Houston, Brooklyn, trying to do it in, in Philadelphia oh, now. Yeah, it's yeah. trying to be three. Eesh. Trying to be three. As great as he's been in the regular season, I thought Tim Legler said it best. ESPN NBA analyst, when we were on first take together earlier this year, he goes, man, he'll punch that clock the 82. He'll be there in the regular season. But in the playoffs, too many siestas I for a guy that kind of talent. I can't believe I'm about to do this. The Philadelphia 76ers, they need to say this. Take, take a page out of the, the Phillies book. They're going to be okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. They're going to be okay. If you're a 76ers fan, aren't you tired of players quitting on your team <laughs> that have no business doing it? Ben Simmons did it, and now James Harden is doing it. Meanwhile, Joel and B is sitting there going, again? What? Can't believe it. He's going to look good in the Knicks uniform in three years anyway. So Ooh. really what matter with Joel Embiid. Might Have I said take, too much? Might not, might not take that long. Have I said too much? Have I gone too far? I'm Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie coming together on the ESPN radio and the ESPN app. And we get you ready for game three of the American League Championship Series involving the Astros and the Texas Rangers. Do the Astros have a chance of making it a series? That's next. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. And welcome to the best show on your radio. A little extra half an hour, Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, as well as tune in and always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio. You get another extra half an hour of us because we got game three tonight of the American League Championship Series. The Texas Rangers with a 2 nothing lead against the Houston Astros. Cards begins at 7.30 Eastern time. First pitch at 8.07 Eastern time. And Tim Kirk should be a part of the call as an ESPN Major League Baseball inside. Always does a fantastic job when it comes to storytelling and Major League Baseball. Always great to have him here with us on Freddie and Harry. Tim, before we get to game three tonight, the ALCS, I go back to last night at Philadelphia Phillies. They beat the fool out of Arizona Diamondbacks 10 to nothing. They have a 2 nothing series lead. They've hit 19 home runs so far in the postseason. How do you at least try to slow down this lineup that's been white hot like the Philadelphia Phillies? We're going to try to get Tim Kirkshire back. He is at the ballpark right now. We're trying to get him back. But what was that? The yeah. Rocking around the, the Christmas, Christmas tree, tree. By, Brenda Lee, by, by Brenda Lee. Yes. Look at you. Yeah, Good I'm on it. Here by I Harry know it from Home Alone. Douglas. Of course you would know that from Home Alone since you're a lot younger than I am. Of course, <laughs> of course that would be your, your baseline as far as that goes. But just hearing that number, 19 home runs 
that the Phillies have hit so far in the postseason. That's just ungodly. No, it is, uh, Freddie. And I think when you look at the Phillies lineup, you 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 look there and you say, okay, who can we possibly take advantage of, and who mm-hmm. can we let up off of when you're pitching against them? And I can honestly sit up here and say, no one, because right. any one of these guys on any given night, any given day can hit a dinger over the fence, and then next thing you know, if Philly's at home, you hear that crowd and they're going crazy. So I just think it's 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 something, a thing of beauty, and it's, I hate that I'm saying this because I'm a right. Braves fan. Yeah. It's I hate thing to hear of, it as a Mets fan. It's a thing of beauty to be able to watch, though, because you're talking about a team that right now I think they're really riding a wave, mm-hmm. and not just a wave because – you know, they haven't been good all season. Right. But I think a wave where you, you look at a team that's hitting consistent and mm. consistently, yeah. and they're able to do it. And, you know, we heard Jessica Mendoza say, like, they're playing going into the game, game one, right? We're going to jump on, you know, early pitches because those are the most strikes that are being thrown. Right. And you see the plan get executed. But also when when you look at this Phillies team and – I think the defense has really been backing up their pitching, and their pitching has been phenomenal as well, and they've really been able to take advantage of the opposing team's offenses. And that that's something yeah. that I think that's getting lost in this shuffle because of the home runs that the Philadelphia Phillies are hitting on a consistent basis. Because that's been contagious for the Philadelphia Phillies because when one guy is doing well, Bryce Harper is going to get the headlines because he loves delivering at this time, especially yep. in that city with that fan base. But Kyle Schwarber, the – antithesis of what you want a leadoff hitter to look like. He gets things started the first pitch he sees. All of a sudden, it's one nothing Philadelphia. They've been able to have that contagion affect everything in a positive way because you know if you're a pitcher and you're staked to a 2 nothing lead, you're thinking, I'm not going to give that back. If you're the bullpen, you're thinking, I'm not going to lose the lead that we got to make sure we're going to win this game. If you're the defense, you're saying, so we're not going to give them extra outs or extra at-bats. When you have that kind of confidence – that has started with their hitting, like we mentioned, hitting 19 home runs so far in the postseason. It's been a wonderful, not a trickle-down effect. Excuse me. It's been like a drowning. It's just water yeah. everywhere. That's affected this Phillies lineup, and it's been an intimidating factor against the opposing team. We've seen that so far in the postseason, and especially last night, part of game two, that whitewashing of 10 nothing of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think when you look at Philly, too, they know they belong in this, in this situation. This is a team that made the War Series last year before losing to the Houston Astros. And don't think for for one minute that's not in the back of their minds. And I understand last year was last year, but that left a bitter taste in their mouths. And they they want that opportunity again to be able to overcome and bring a championship to the city of Philly. Right. You know, you don't think all those players uh, seen what it was like for Philly to win a Super Bowl um, not too long ago? For, for the city getting around this team and the soccer team, all these teams last year yeah. were able to make a championship game. Right. And no they doubt. all came up short. Yeah. So for the Philadelphia Phillies to be able to be close to that moment again and mm-hmm. to have a second try, right. be so close and in the palm of their hands, they're looking to capitalize on this moment and being able to get things done this time around in yeah. which they weren't able to do a season ago. Yeah, that's one city that I've had a chance to be there when sports events are happening. Philadelphia is an amazing sports town. I know the fans get a very deserved good and bad rap when it comes to their good and when it comes to their bad. They've earned that moniker. As a matter of fact, it's a badge of honor. But Philadelphia fans that you look at them and say that's the the, the quote Yosemite Sam from Bugs Money, the shoot them thirstiest, bloodthirstiest, doggone worstiest fan base probably in the United States. But they wear that as a badge of honor because they let people know you don't have to question our passion for our teams. When you're bad, you're going to hear it. When you're good, you're going to feel it. So I love being in Philadelphia when it comes to their passion. It can go overboard. 
You can say it about New York sports fans, Boston sports fans, Alabama football fans, Ohio State football fans, Kansas basketball fans, Duke basketball fans, but I'm never going to question that when a big game is happening in that city, it just permeates that whole city. And with the way the Phillies have been playing right now, you know a lot of fans are thinking, finally we'll get a chance to break through again and not be a championship last year when it comes to Philadelphia and that city. And, I, and I'll say this, too. When you look at Philly, I think their pitching have been able to feed off the offense, right? When you're able to score early runs, these Absolutely. elite pitch, pitchers that they already have, they're phenomenal on a regular basis. Now you give them a lead in a, a crazy environment, an atmosphere that I think is top-notch when it comes to sports, period. Mm-hmm. It adds more oomph for those pitchers when they're going out there on that mound. Yeah, no doubt about it. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Getting a little extra, extra from us because at the bottom of the hour, in about 20 minutes, Game 3 of the American League Championship Series involving the Texas Rangers at home against the Houston Astros. Rangers have not lost in the postseason. 7-0. and Max Scherz is going to be in the bump tonight for the Texas Rangers. I don't know what should we expect, but I want to see what the Houston Astros are going to look like because for the first time, that R of invincibility of winning home playoff games went completely out the window, losing the first two games to the Texas Rangers. I can't wait to see exactly what Houston Astros team are going to see because to me, Harry, it's immaterial who's on the mound for the Texas Rangers. Yep. This game three is all about the Houston Astros. Can they find a way to get one game and say, okay, whoo, now the series can start because they lose game three, man, that's it. They're going to be done. And nobody thought we would be saying that, that this team could be done in the ALCS before the weekend happens in Major League Baseball. Man, I actually thought the Houston Astros had opportunities in game two, right? And they didn't they capitalize did. on them. And it kind of reminded me of a situation that the Atlanta Braves were in versus the Phillies, right? When you had yeah. the bases loaded and you had Ronald Acuna Jr. up and you couldn't capitalize on that moment, right? That some of the same things happened to the Houston Astros in game two versus the Texas Rangers. So I think for them, they have to capitalize on their moments. And I think also the pitching for for for, for the Houston Astros, you got Christian Javier tonight, mm-hmm. right? Is he going to be able to be better than Max Scherzer? We know Max Scherzer is not going to be able to go as long as the you know previous pitchers have uh, for um, – excuse me, for the Rangers, but can he be able to hold it down enough? Right. Because now when you start to get into that bullpen, we do know the elite hitting of the Houston Astros. They showed us that not just this season, but time and time again, I would say the last five or six years. Coverage of that game, pregame coverage of 730 Eastern time. First pitch at 807 American League Championship Series Game 3. The Texas Rangers at home against the Houston Astros. The Rangers with a 2 nothing lead in that series. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. Micah Parsons, uh, he has not stopped talking. He talked in his podcast about people coming at the Cowboys and his quarterback, and he's sick of it, and he was still talking on social media. Plus, in other news, keep an eye on Tulsa, Oklahoma tomorrow night because of one word, beer. That's next on Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So Micah Parsons, if he wants a career in media, he's already gotten started. He has his own podcast, The Edge with Micah Parsons, and he is tired. Not tired. Tired. He is tired of people getting on his Cowboys team. And his quarterback. He said that on his podcast, The Edge with Micah Parsons. I just don't condone the bashing of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys and have the same energy for the Eagles. We want the same energy for everybody because there's a whole bunch of bashing when it's Dak Prescott, but not the same when it's the Eagles. I got time today. A lot of people said the Browns defense was overhyped. I said the Browns are the real deal. Acho said this, which pissed me off. I'm not worried about the 49ers. They were missing Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. The Browns were missing Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb. They were missing them key factors before the game even started. So why is it that we are just scrubs and we're nobodies that don't deserve to be on the field and we're just all talk? But there's a hundred excuses for these other these other teams. If y'all just want to hate Cowboys Nation, just say y'all hate Cowboys Nation. I'm tired of people trashing my quarterback. I'm tired of people trashing my team. And that's why I had nothing to say to the media this week. Okay, so he didn't say anything to the media this week, but he had plenty to say to a couple of media members who shall remain nameless, Marcus Spears and Kimberly Martin from ESPN's Get Up where he had a little back and forth where he said, I'm tired of the media giving other teams a pass when they lose. No way or any form do I think all analysts are bad. I just think some live in the double standard bubble. I don't shy away from criticism, but please understand, everyone needs the same energy. Micah? You'll it don't learn the work first. like it, that it, all the time, bro. Like it's, talk it, talk like, it right, Reverend like Harry you, Douglas. You play, talk it now. You play on a football team. You're not going to get treated the same as all your other teammates, bro. Like, it don't work like that. As, as much as we want it to work like that, that's, that's not the world we live in. No, it's not just at all. not. Yeah, and especially when you play for a team like that, that gets all that attention like that. If Micah Parsons played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, no one would care. He could have a podcast. Crickets would be paying attention to that. 
But when you're that personality, with that personality-laden team that the Dallas Cowboys are, and I don't blame him for sticking up for his team and sticking up for his quarterback. I understand that. But all things are not going to be equal. All smoke is not going to be the same, especially based on your name or the name of the team you play for. LeBron James will always get that kind of attention because LeBron James was crying out loud. Same thing with Steph Curry and people like that. So, Micah Parsons, you learned the first thing about 21st century media. Everything and every smoke is not going to be the same, whether you're giving it or whether you're receiving it. Now, let me say this, Freddie, because every parent will probably tell you that, that mm-hmm. you know, they treat their kids the same. No, they but don't. in actual reality, <laughs> we know that's not true. Everybody has a favorite. Yes, right? So, so <laughs> he has to know this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it don't work like that as much as we want it to. Yeah, no doubt it about that. It does not. It doesn't. Doug in Ohio wants to weigh in on this on the Dr. Pepper call online part of Freddie and Harry Nation at 888-729-3776. Big Doug, what you got, my friend? Go ahead, Doug. Okay, I guess Doug didn't want to speak. Yeah, Doug, you got to turn your radio down when we connect you. Yeah, word of advice, when you call in, make sure the radio's down because just make sure your radio's down. We appreciate you listening, though, Doug. We do appreciate that. We appreciate you hanging in there, but there's only so much we can do. Chan don't want no help. Chan don't get no help. Chan don't get no help from Freddie <laughs> Harry as far as that goes. If you if you're on hold, listen to the listen in through your phone. Uh huh. You know, and then be ready to go on air when you're called. Uh-huh. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's it's very simple. Like like in the words of the great Charlie Chaplin, it's easy when you well, know because how. because we love the people. We love yeah. to hear their thoughts and their opinions on things. So right. when we come to you, we value that. We want to yeah. hear what you have to say. Yeah, we trying to be big in the community, but like we said, Chan don't want no help. Chan don't get no help. Chan don't get no help from Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Now I also I also feel like this. So, like, I have no problem with, you know, Michael Parsons voicing his opinion. Me neither. But to a certain extent, the back and forth on Twitter, like, come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. You're not going to win that battle, on, dude. Man. Uh-uh. You just come got on, to the media, media circle there, Michael Parsons. Kimberly Martin, Marcus Spears, Daniel I'm not, Jeremiah. And I'm, and I'm not saying you can't have yeah, you any can, interaction you, at all. Absolutely. But, no question. You, the in-depth, the back and forth. and. Yeah. Yeah, you you can't question. In my opinion, you can't on, question man. analysts who do who follow the sport just because they didn't play it. You can't use that as an argument because Bill Belichick didn't play in the National Football League. Last time I checked, he's on the Mount Rushmore of the greatest coach in the history of the National Football League. If you're going to use that as your litmus test, or oh, have you played? Well, that doesn't mean they don't know about the sport. That's a lazy, tired Mina narrative. Mina Kimes didn't play, but hell, I, I, I listened to Mina before I listened to a lot of people that actually played. Absolutely. There, there are plenty of players who play in the National Football League that have no idea about how to play football, talk about it. So yep. you can miss me with that lazy narrative about what if they haven't played. Well, man, you may have played. That doesn't mean you know anything about football more than somebody else who follows that sport maybe a lot better than you do. Each and every night about this time, you missed on anything. It could be sports-related or just any kind of related. It's always news-related because it goes a little something like this. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. Do yourself a favor. Keep an eye on Tulsa, Oklahoma tomorrow night. Not because they're playing rice and football. Probably not going to be a good game. But they're trying to attempt to send a Guinness World Record for the world's largest beer tasting event before that game. Each participant that shows up that game tomorrow night will be required to taste three beers as they are guided by a certified Cicerone. And I hope I got that right. It's spelled C-I-C-E-R-O-N-E. 
1,243 people in Barcelona, Spain on July 2022. That's the world record. They're going to try to break that world record before the game tomorrow, the world's largest beer tasting event before Tulsa plays Rice in Oklahoma tomorrow night. That's a lot of beer, man. You, you know, lying. I lost a $25,000 bet because I thought I could down a beer uh, faster than one of my older like friends. Oh, please share the class. Like, I was in Hong Kong um, traveling with the USA Rugby Sevens team. Okay. And my buddy John Bobette, who got me involved in rugby, um, he was like, I can out-drink you. I don't know how how it got started, but I was like, no, you can't. And I was like, put money on it. So he was like, okay, if I'll out-drink you, you got to give $25,000 to the USA Rugby Sevens team. And if... You win, I got to give $25,000 to your foundation. Right. And I was like, cool bet, man. When I mean John dr- drunk the damn beer within two and a half, three seconds, <laughs> yeah. I haven't. E- I didn't even get through one-fourth of the beer. <laughs> I started feeling bloated. Mm-hmm. Now, this, if, now, if this was tequila, that would have been a different story, baby. Yeah, but I, beer I makes I, me feel bloated. I think my money still would have been on John, even tequila. You're probably, you're probably right. There are, two, there are three certain athletes that you do not. And for all intents and purposes, think you can outdrink them in beer. Hockey players, rugby players, and wrestlers. If you're trying to think you can outdrink those guys and gals, <laughs> believe me, I see some girls hockey players drink dudes <laughs> under the table. The bright, the bright side of it, though, he, he yeah. got me involved in rugby, man, and I, man. I've been able to That's go fantastic. and travel, watch the men's and the women's 17, uh, sevens team all over the world, and They've yeah. been doing a phenomenal job, so yeah. thank you, you, John. Have you tried to play rugby, or have you left that alone? Oh, no. <laughs> My playing days are over. Listen, when I retire from the NFL, you're not getting me to play anything else ever again. Yeah, not even basketball? Nope. I knew you could go on the court. I can shoot. I can shoot. Okay. I shoot and play some whores, but I can't get too serious, man. I got too, I had too many injuries okay. in the National Football League. I'm all not right. trying to get re-injured. Well, put it this way. I guarantee you, of all the injuries that Harry's probably had in his life, either in the NFL before the NFL, he never did anything as dumb as this to suffer an injury. And I'm a Shane Bieber fan. Shane Bieber, the head coach of South Carolina, they had a tough loss versus Florida. Had a 37-27 lead. They let it get away. They lose at home. They're now 2-4 and four in the season. He broke a bone in his right foot. Because in frustration, after his team squandered a 10-point fourth-quarter lead and lost 41-39 to at home, he kicked something in frustration, broke a bone in his right foot. He limped into his weekly news conference. <laughs> Does not expect to have surgery. He's able to laugh about it, but that pain is not going away anytime soon. There's a story that I cannot tell y'all because oh, really? this coach I love so much, and he listens to our show. Okay. Um, one of my favorite coaches all time. I all cannot right. tell it, no, but you can't. Nope. he has he has a similar story, but really? I'm not, I can't tell it, though. Really? Love you, coach. I know you're listening right now. <laughs> One of my buddies is Ed Cooley. He used to coach at Providence, and now he's about to go be a coach his first year at Georgetown. And when he was at Fairfield, he was so incensed about his team not playing well because they were just getting destroyed, and they were playing sloppy, playing bad basketball. And he hits this chalkboard. To make a point, holding a chalkboard, <laughs> broke his hand. <laughs> when he told me about that, I said, where's the chalkboard at? He goes, oh, that's destroyed. He goes, but believe me, I've learned an important lesson. Inanimate objects are undefeated. You, 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 there's got to be a better way to point. When I was um, 14 years old, I broke my hand. Uh-huh. 
uh, punching the the wall underneath the goal because I thought I had a pad and it didn't have a pad and I had mm-hmm. to miss the AAU Nationals. See, remember when Gus Farratt did the whole headbutting thing? Yeah. The Washington, then Washington Redskins quarterback. He is very lucky that was padded and that wasn't concrete. He could have done some serious, serious yes, damage. Yes, sir. The, you had the Amari Stoudemire in Miami. Amari Stoudemire in Miami. The, uh, the yeah. fight to the fire. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Those inanimate objects, Got they usually win. Got to be more careful. Yeah, not just more careful. Just be smart. Be more smarter. <laughs> Do that. Work smarter, not harder. Exactly. Just be more smarter. If you go to hit the wall, remember, the wall is a lot bigger and better than you. Just leave those things What's the off. phrase, uh, Freddie? I'll be. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, he thaw. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. By the way, don't forget to catch Harry Douglas tomorrow. He's going to be on Get Up With The Game, Mike Greenberg, and everybody else. But he's going to be doing that boy bad. Check him out between 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Believe me, if you weren't entertained before, you're going to be thoroughly entertained when he joins the crew tomorrow part of Get Up. This has been Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Mighty ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. But coming up, pregame coverage of Game 3 between the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. Can the Astros find a way to get Get back into this series. Pre-game coverage is next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast.